So I listened yesterday to, um, I listened to an interview, a podcast from Castle, Castle Island Ventures, which is Nick Carter. Nick Carter's, uh, you know, he's a general partner there. They had an interview with Zach Prince, the BlockFi CEO. And they also had another podcast that I got about halfway through their weekly roundup. But they were talking about how um, BlockFi is different. BlockFi didn't really take a bailout. You can't really call it a bailout. And, that you know, Zach Prince didn't say this. This is just Nick Carter saying it's not really a bailout. He doesn't think it's a bailout if it's a private actor, if it's a private actor uh, bailing out another private actor. Well, it's a bailout, really, if, um, if, if BlockFi needed the money, if they really needed the money. And they kept saying, you know, Dick Carter, I want to be very careful with what I ascribe to Zach Prince, unless I remember it very correctly. But, you know, Zach Prince probably alluded to this, that, uh, well, they just wanted to be, they wanted to uh, have this, this line of credit from FTX, uh, you know, $250 billion as a, a backup, right? As for coming, you know, they want to go into um, this market with strength. They, they just want to shore, shore up their, their war chest here. They didn't talk about how they desperately needed the money, but, you know, it's obvious that they probably did. They didn't talk about their unsuccessful uh, next down round that they tried to do. They tried to do like an 80% down round. That was the rumor that they couldn't find any takers. And then they, you know, then the news hit that SBF basically bailed them out with $250 million. But, you know, Nick Carter is saying that that everyone who's calling this a bailout, right, is, is not being uh, accurate, right? They're, they're, they're using the negative term of a bailout and ascribing this to BlockFi. Well, you know what? We, BlockFi is not being forthcoming and transparent. You know, they're not being, they're not being transparent with their customers. They're not tra- being transparent with the public. And to the extent that they're still a private company, that's fine. But to the extent that they're not being transparent with their customers, that's not okay. And what I mean by that is they're not really being honest about why they raised this money. You know, just saying that you want to shore up your, your war chest isn't good enough, right? We, the public know, the public knows there's rumors going around that you tried to raise more money, uh, another series, whatever, and you just couldn't do it. And you even tried to raise a down round and you couldn't do it. So that looks like desperation to me. So what happened? FTX gave you a line of credit. That looks pretty desperate to me, right? He did. They didn't even talk about the terms of the deal. They basically talked about it for, you know, like five minutes at most. Out of this entire interview, 50 long minute interview that they had with the CEO, they mainly tried to talk about how, um, you know, BlockFi is different than Celsius how they had hardly any DeFi exposure, uh, you know, and I felt like I read this long tweet thread from Meltem and it was basically about, uh, using the same language that the Zach Prince guy used. It was like, uh, asset liability mismatch and, you know, these, these terms like this. Uh, and I thought, Oh, he just, he just read this tweet from Meltem, but then I thought, well, okay, maybe, Maybe not. Maybe this is just common terminology uh, in this space or for a corporate balance sheet or, or in this particular area, right, this crypto lending area. But he was trying to say he made a big deal about how uh, BlockFi has seven days to give you a withdrawal um, of your assets. And it's because they want to match 
some of their length of their loans. So what happens is he explained it like this, like they have, um, uh, um, a certain percentage of their loans that are very short term that are basically seven days, right? So they have to match their the people that, um, they have to match basically when you put your Bitcoin into BlockFi, they're giving you a return and they have to basically match that with how they're generating this return. And they kept wanting, you know, he kept wanting to stress that they do do things very differently than, um, well, than Celsius. And he said, uh, they basically said um, they wanted to put the rumors about being exposed to three arrows, arrows capital uh, to bed. So they said that, well, based off of our risk profile, we only lent to three arrows capital uh, on an over collateralized basis, meaning that's why they got liquidated. They liquidated arrow three arrows capital uh, Bitcoin. Right. And this is what pushed down the market Well, contributed to it. Uh, because they liquidated them to get paid back dollars, right? Because they, 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 they lent them dollars and three hours capital had a bunch of Bitcoin and gave them a bunch of Bitcoin in an over collateral's way. And so they liquidated these people uh, because, um, you know, because Bitcoin was falling in price and they weren't posting more collateral. And so they liquidated them. And they said, well, other people, uh, Voyager, the other, the other group that got bailed out by FTX, basically gave three arrows, uh, three arrows capital, uh, money, right. Dollars. And they didn't require any, uh, any, any collateral. So, uh, that's interesting to me, but what that, what he was trying to say is that the BlockFi has a, has a bit more conservative risk profile that that may be the case, but they're still doing something to generate this yield. So they still lent this three arrows capital, uh, money, right? Doll, real dollars, customers, assets. And uh, yes, it was over collateralized, but, but this is a risk of the market. You, you over collateralized it with what? You over collateralized it with Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is a very volatile asset, right? So you did take a risk. And they were, and, you know, the, the other guy on the pond, the, you know, that was interviewing uh, Zach Prince, I, I think his name is Matt something, but he's another partner at Castle Island, General Partners, VC. <laughs> Uh, whatever they call themselves, a VC. Um, basically, they, they invest in crypto companies um, at early stage, right? Uh, so he was saying, uh, well, uh, it's not fair. It's not fair because they basically lied. Like, so Three Arrows Capital lied to get funding. He didn't actually say whether they lied to BlockFi to get funding, but he said that they, they're, they've they known to, like, forge documents to get loans. And, of course, this is uh, not legal, right? You can't lie to get a loan. So yeah, they can, they might've committed fraud, but your part, you, your department didn't catch that because, because I bet you anything BlockFi would not have lent to three arrows capital if they, you know, if they did some investigation into these guys, because, but you know, but they, you know, this Matt guy was trying to say, well, you know, everyone, they have such a good reputation. Yeah. They had a good reputation because they were making everybody money. They have a good reputation until they don't. Right. And he was speculating that they, they lost a lot of money in some kind of bet. And then they just tried to like make it up and they tried to like, you know, maybe lie to get more access to more capital. But, you know, you can't really go after three arrows capital if they didn't lie to you. So I'd be very interested to see like, what were the terms of the deal with BlockFi and three arrows capital? And I want to know, did three arrows capital ever lie directly to BlockFi? Uh, but, you know, you're in a very risky business. You're in a very risky, risky business called lending out, lending out Bitcoin, other people's Bitcoin to try to generate yield. Like what, so the question that, that none of these, these, these guys are answering is 
you're you're in a very inherently risky business. Maybe you're not as risky as the likes of a Celsius, but what you're doing is very risky because you're in the crypto space. How the hell do these people think they're going to generate yield on top of Bitcoin by lending it out? Now, you might lend, be lending it out to the best people in crypto, but that's not saying shit, right? If you compare, if you line up all the people in crypto who are borrowing lots of Bitcoin, right? I guarantee you that, that the space has just got sort of this hazy negative fog around them all. Like there might be some that are better than others, but they're all probably really shitty. Like, so you're in a shitty industry. How, how are you going to generate this yield? You're going to generate this yield by doing very risky things. Uh, and, and, um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but these people just, they glossed over the real issues in this interview. And I, I wasn't, I'm not, I was not, you know, I didn't go away from this interview with a lot of confidence. Let's just say that. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I think I'll think about some more things, finish up that other podcast that they did and then and come back and, and make another, uh, make another podcast on my additional thoughts.